Thaddeus Ellenberg presents Casual Friday Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg A Personal Triumph I'm happy and extremely humbled to share with you my victory last night in the Thaddeus Ellenberg Lookalike Contest at Johnny Ray's Bar and Grill for the fifth consecutive year. It's been a long road getting here. I really put all myself into this one. I'm not gonna lie, it was tough. The competition was stiff. Honestly, in the weeks leading up to the contest, I wasn't even sure if I had another one in me. That thing they say about the last one being the most difficult? They couldn't have been more right. I had been out of the game for so long and hadn't felt like myself in months. I had been trying a new deodorant and, well, I felt a bit off. The competition brought their A-game. They really went all out. The ego, the crushing despondency and self-loathing, the persistent whining and fear of tardiness. They were all spot on. I kept telling myself the whole time I was up there, act natural. Now I lost points in the speech portion. That was on me. I strained my voice yesterday morning, yelling at a particularly frustrating Price is Right contestant. Still, on a good day, I was no match for the subtle draw that came out of contestant number three. But what a victory. I'd like to thank all the sponsors. Ed Conway Pools, Myers Automotive, Littlefield Dairy Farms with their delicious strawberry milk, the Pizza Partners, makers of hands down the best quality pizza cutters on the market today, Tammy's Bridal, Titan Flooring, who got me a great deal on some sandalwood for my kitchen a while back, Gibson's Haberdashery and Other Notions, the McMinnville Miracles, here's to another completed season, ladies, the Tyler Cheese and Fish Bowls Company, Libby's Cookie Bouquet and Funeral Edibles, and Johnny Ray of Johnny Ray's Bar and Grill, as well as his tireless waitstaff that clocked out early and stayed to help make this year's event the best ever. Get some rest, kids. You've earned it. I also want to thank all the fans that came out to show their support, especially given the citywide curfew in effect. Our hearts and prayers remain with those affected in last week's TP prank. And if you little snots out there are listening, we're going to find you. You can't live on popcorn from your friends working at the movie theater forever. Plus, that sofa in your friend's basement is going to start to get real itchy. Then there's that infernal cricket. All I'm saying is... Sweet dreams. And I'd of course like to thank my wife, who stood by me and supported me, not just in my return to the scene after announcing my retirement last year, but for standing by me during the tough times. Like I said, it's been a long road. A lot of ups and downs. These past 12 months have been a wild ride, that's for sure. Many of you know I struggled there for a while. Did some things I'm not proud of but you really can't fully appreciate the pressure and culture shock that follows after leaving the world of annual competitive impersonating. Especially when your persona has become such a part of you, and vice versa. So much to the point where you have to let go. I guess I don't expect that to make too much sense. It's funny, you know? All I ever wanted was to be me. And to get paid for it, of course. I'm a simple man with simple needs. And when it happens, it's great. But when it's gone... 
you don't know what to do with yourself. Trying to chase that high, relive that glory. You fill the void with whatever makes you feel good in the moment. Whatever makes you feel alive, special. I started sending myself mail just so I could see my name in print. It was no white glossy banner hung hastily by a five foot one hostess with boyfriend problems, but it gave me the fix I needed. For the time being, that was. The letters started piling up. Then the parcels began. Before I knew it, I was receiving two dozen boxes a day, and it was costing me a fortune. I had to rent another unit in my building just for the handling and processing. It felt good, I'm not gonna lie. Unfortunately, the euphoria was short-lived. Just seeing the name didn't take me to those heights anymore. I needed to go further. After I started using, I would go out in public and impersonate myself. Nothing fancy, just simple errands. Make a deposit at the bank, pick out a birthday card, grab a piece of fish from the market on my way home. It was exhilarating. The elation running through my body when the pharmacist would call my name. The strength coursing through my veins when my table was ready. I was back. I was everything in those moments. I was Thaddeus. But after a while, it wasn't enough. I needed more. I missed the intoxicated applause of a meager audience, giddy from half-priced appetizers. Sometimes late at night, I'd sneak out after my wife was asleep and go into the city and try to find an underground look-alike competition. Honestly, by that time, I was so high, I didn't even care who the persona was. I was grasping at anything that felt familiar. I wasn't ready to let go of the life. One night in the stock room of an after-hours produce market in Chinatown, I entered a Kurt Russell look-alike contest. The stakes were high and the first eliminated would surely meet the business end of a pistol. But all I could do was me. It's all I've ever been able to do. I've never even worn a tank top. I can still hear their booing. I was mortified. And quite alarmed by the energetic MC shouting at me in Cantonese while waving a gun in my face. That was a rough night. Thankfully, moments later we got raided. Owner came in and turned the lights on. We all scrambled. We met up later and got loaded and played Mahjong, so it wasn't a total loss. Unfortunately, my lowest point was yet to come. It's still hard to talk about, but the doctor says it's good. I'm claiming ownership of my actions. Yes, I made a mistake. One I can never take back. And my wife, the most amazing woman in the world, again stood by me. Still, her incredible resilience doesn't undo what I did. Doesn't change the fact that I... That I chose to get in that car. That I chose to go home with the wife of a Thaddeus Seldenberg impersonator. I don't really know what I was thinking. Sitting there in her living room in a chair I would never purchase myself and instantly detested, I knew it was all wrong, and that I had hit bottom. We spent the whole night arguing. It was awful. Worst arguing I've ever experienced. It was just so robotic and one-noted. She couldn't even criticize me the right way. Not like my wife. She's the only woman that knows how to push those buttons. The next morning in the mirror, I couldn't even look at my own face without seeing the bit. I couldn't shut it off. The image had taken over, and I was all but gone. A distant voice faded into oblivion, lost. In prison, somewhere behind that chiseled jaw and toned stomach during the summer months, I needed help. I spent the next three months at Reflections, a facility that specializes in my condition, which at the time was undiagnosed, mainly due to the fact that no licensed doctor would see me. I sought consultation abroad, but the language barrier, it was a headache. 
Thankfully, the team at Reflections had a cure, as they specialize in out-of-body experiences and gaps in timelines. I don't even have a recollection of the early sessions. The staff said that during the introductions, I just rattled off sarcastic remarks that didn't make very much sense, and insisted that I be referred to by my full name. I was in worse shape than I thought. They helped me to separate myself from the persona, the image I showed the world and taught me how to control it, how not to lose myself and how others perceive me. The team worked miracles. In fact, it wasn't until a month after I was released that friends and family informed me, over a sensible lunch with finger foods, that I had actually been missing for 90 days. Police said I was touring with a Summer of Love tribute band called Reflections. I played the tambourine. I actually developed calluses. There's YouTube videos and everything. Apparently, an officer found me on the corner of Hayton Visadero in sandals and smelling of patchouli, spouting off a number of statements starting with the phrase, in my personal opinion. Anyway, long story short, I'm the best me I've ever been. It might not be the me from a year ago, hell, five years ago, but it was certainly enough for Johnny Ray and his judges last night. Five years in a row and still unbeatable. It's really quite something if you think about it. A legacy, really. I haven't decided if I'll be back next year, but I do know one thing. After I'm dead and gone, those plaques hanging above the bar of a little place off I-5 named Johnny Ray's will continue to serve as a testament to my will and unrivaled achievement. That being said, I am a bit concerned of Johnny Ray's longevity given the number of health code violations and labor law offenses I witnessed last night. Triumph aside, in all seriousness, we really need to get a team of officials down there. It's a mess. This has been a production of Thaddeus Ellenberg's Casual Friday. Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg. With an introduction by Nicole Kalasich. And artwork by Adrian Lobel. This series is independently produced by Thaddeus Ellenberg and Will Scovel. To find more episodes and information, visit our website at casualfridaypodcast.org or email us at contact.casualfriday at gmail.com.